This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I talk 107.1, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us. If you missed anything on the show like blind items, you can go back and listen to those on our podcast. Please do wherever you get your podcast. And you can certainly go to mytalk1071.com to find them. Bradley, a new relationship has bloomed. It's true. And it's not just so-and-so might have seen this person with this person. They might have been romantic. This is real. It's happening. Exclusive. Irina Shake is dating Tom Barani. What? Apparently they spent the night together and he caressed her face. I know. I saw it. In his Rolls Royce. In his Rolls Royce. How would you like to have your face caressed in a Rolls Royce? So, mm, I guess it depends on who's caressing my face, right? Like just being in a Rolls Royce with somebody, if it's some creeper, no thanks. But no, let's not go there. According to uh, TMZ. What if it was Jamie? Yeah, no, Jamie can caress my face, but it Rolls doesn't have Royce? to be in a Rolls Royce. It'd be like, why are we in a Rolls Royce? Oh, wouldn't you, you be like, where'd you get this Rolls Royce? Yeah, honey? I'd be like, what money of ours, uh, oh, what, are, no. what part of our future have you just destroyed by buying a Rolls Royce? <laughs> oh, uh, but if he wants me to just hang out in a Rolls Royce and caress my face, that's fine. However, okay. in the meantime, in between time, we need to talk about Tom Brady because apparently... He is hanging out with Bradley Cooper's ex, Arena Shake. They apparently spent the night together at his house this weekend. Paparazzi's caught uh, Tom and Arena cozying up in L.A. over the course of two days. This all started on Friday. Uh, they were told over at TMZ that he picked her up at a uh, hotel, Hotel Bel Air, in fact, dry, uh, drove her over to his house. This is interesting to me because this is a move, right? Like you're out in public, like you, Tom Brady, are driving over to pick Arena Shake Up at a public place, mm-hmm. get in the car, drive back to your house in public. Sources then say Tom and Arena walked into his house, all smiles, and she did not leave his place until the following morning. At 9.30 a.m. And 9.30 a.m., you guys, is not a quickie. Oh. That's not a booty call. That's not a, like, oopsie. 9.30 is, she had breakfast. (laughs) Did he make her breakfast? I'm sure it was some kind of green juice, but yes. Oh. Tom then dropped her off at her hotel, only to then pick her up later the same afternoon. Really? And it was there that they were both photographed together having the face Correction. Correction? Yes, that that's it. Uh, yes. The face correction. 
Koresh. <laughs> Nobody needs to sure. correct their face in that relationship. Caressing. She had her car. seat lean back, pimp style, trying not to be photographed, but we see you. But, like, you don't get in a car with not tinted windows with Tom Brady with Paparazzi Central and not know that people are going to photograph you, correct? Um. Yeah, I mean... Maybe they want to act like they're not being seen or no, they're th- hiding. This is Dawn. Okay, this Dawn, is a publication. Where have you been? I'm fine. Don't yell at me, please. <laughs> How did you come across Stinkholes, girls? <laughs> this so they go stinks on, of a publication ship. Totally in the stinks stinkhole. of a relationship. But I do want to just give you the latest, which is this morning, sources with direct knowledge told TMZ that the two of them are, in fact, now dating. They're not just booty calling. Because, again, 930 ain't a booty call. Uh, we're told they met in June at the wedding of Joe Namad and model Madison Hedrick in Sardinia, because mm. that's where the rich and famous go oh my to do rich and famous things. Apparently at the time, listen to this, our sources say a number of models were hitting on Tom and arena was one of them. Oh, please. Why do they even bother? The Who's sources say Giselle is not happy at all about the news. Oh. Wow. Cat fight. Because of course, two models can't, you know. I don't know. What do you say about this? Well, what I say is that um, I think that if they ever spent time together before in model circles, you know, there's always a little bit of um, competition going on, I'm sure, you know, in the world of models. And if he ever met her before, if I were Giselle, I'd be thinking back to those times when we were all together going, what was he doing then? Thinking about her, looking at her. And then I would go. But beyond just the two of them, the two ladies. um, Hello, Tom Brady, Irina Shake. How do we feel about this as a publationship? It seems like Mike and I I want you to weigh in at some point because I got to feel like there are blind items about these two because the the blind items are thick when it comes to Irina Shake. Because remember, most recently she was with Bradley Cooper and a lot of people said that that was a publationship and a publationship, by the way, more on the. Um, not real side of things, even though they have a child together. Mm. So that's hard to perhaps counter. But I mean, this is these are two A-list people mm-hmm. who have been in high-profile relationships before. Yeah, she cozying dated up Cristiano together. Ronaldo at one point. Which that couple? I'm well, she's dated at, a lot of very I, famous people. Yes, that is correct. Yes, I think it's a great pairing. I mean. You know, they can get together. It's kind of just a cookie cutter of what he did before. Is that terrible? They're two individuals. Mean? Well, I mean, oh, they're, they're very they're very much contemporaries. You know, in yeah. the world of modeling, they are, I think, a, I'm not sure if one's older than the other, but they're definitely in the same. It's not just some no-name model. Yeah. Like, they, they're, to, they're equal. It would be an equal pairing. Mike, have you seen any blind items about this? Unfortunately, no. There's got to be keeping an eye out and hoping. I would say but... keep your eyes peeled because I feel like there have to be blind items coming about Ooh. where this relationship came from. Now, a spy previously told Page Six that she threw herself at Tom Brady during this wedding. She followed him around all weekend. Yeah. Well, apparently, and again, in addition to that TMZ story, a number of models were hitting on him. Along with Arena, so he had his pick of models. And she was what? How do you throw yourself? How does at that Tom Brady? work? God, I just this is a world that I just can't even begin to imagine. 
Yeah. Like, do you feel like, because I kind of feel like the women, well, I don't know, were they throwing them themselves? How do you throw yourself at Tom Brady? I don't know. I mean, but you don't just you? just go up and you start I kind of feel like, I, I feel like this all seems all too jokes. stereotypical, but at the same time, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you throw You're yourself very, at Tom Brady? You're a very, you know, physically, uh, conventionally physically attractive human. Do you just prance by? Like, what do you do? Literally, what do you, do you walk up in the little circle and then when he says something, you go, <laughs> you just start laughing at all of his jokes. Well, yeah, and then but you, you don't go, know oh, he I might. I dropped my <laughs> ink pen. <laughs> and then you bend over. <laughs> uh... <laughs> How do you do it? Well, you know what? Here's what I would do. If I were a very successful model in this world and had access to Tom Brady, I would have hired somebody by now who would have told me exactly what Tom Brady likes, what he's attracted to, and the best way, like I would find somebody in his circle and mm-hmm. I would pay them top dollar. And then I would get all the em- information. Then I would totally employ my secret, you know, Informing. model powers. Oh, so you'd be pretty. Go up next to him and go, you know what I really love? Shrimp cocktail. Yeah, because you go, know. Oh, I love shrimp cocktail too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and she's like, I heard there's some over there with that beautiful view. Why don't we go look at it? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, okay. I love, yeah. <laughs> shrimp cocktail. Did you know I'm going to be making a pile of money soon? I'm pretty sure you already have a pile of money. Well, I, you're right. What are you going to do. do with all that money? Well, uh, well I'm going to spend it on you. <laughs> okay. Things moved away too quickly for my taste. But, um, <laughs> okay. We will definitely keep our eyes peeled. And Mike, if you start to smell or pick up a whiff of Absolutely. blind items around these two, <laughs> mm-hmm. let us know. I'm sure they would just smell like money mm-hmm. and Beauty. some kind of lacy panty. I just feel like models have really. <laughs> I'm just Sorry, that, that even creeped me out as I said it. <laughs> I just remember that picture I just of think him. Think of no panties. Singing. Remember him sitting on the edge of the bed in his him underpants. Going, is this going, how you do is this? Is this how you do this? First trout. So he no, does actually, not talk Tom, like that's that. Not a, <laughs> he kind of awesome, actually. He did. Hey guys. Uh, oh, okay. Man. Well, when we come back, we're gonna put our panties on, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about something that used to be called Twitter. Don has all the latest oh, on X. When we return, right here on my entertainment. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works, BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tom and his team right over in St. Anthony, ready and waiting to uh, help you deal with whatever is ailing your vehicle or not. Maybe you just need scheduled maintenance. It's a routine, regular thing, but don't forget it. Don't let those lights blink randomly uh, ad nauseum on your vehicle. Get them taken care of so that you can just bebop around town or all over Minnesota or all over the country, frankly, wherever you're headed this summer in your vehicle, make sure your car's in tip-top shape thanks to the professionals at Boulevard Auto Works. They really are the real deal. They're the hometown team. I mean, they're real people who uh, are dedicated to working on your vehicles and helping you deal with whatever comes your vehicle's way. I know that because that's where I bring my vehicle. And they make the whole process super-duper easy. You can make your appointment online, They'll send you a reminder. Then you drop your vehicle off. Head to Boulevard Auto Works today. Don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. A lot of news happening over the weekend. Mostly fun stuff with the opening of Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, and then Elon Musk said, hey, I, I'm not getting any attention. 
what's going on, guys? Well, the latest is that we no longer are calling Twitter Twitter. He has changed Twitter to X. Is this all a joke? I am so confused. Like, I was so out of touch, not online this weekend, Mm -hmm. or at least not on Twitter. Um, And when I saw this, I was like, wait, this is real? And then I was like, well, okay, this is just not real, real, but it's like, it's a thing. And then I'm like, no, literally, they're trying to make X happen. Why? Dawn, what is going on? um, Well, he posted a message to his social media platform early Sunday morning announcing this makeover. Um, and he wants to bring the company into a new phase. So his logo is an X with one of the one of the sticks is fatter than the other. Uh, he says, and soon we shall bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually all the birds. Okay. And then in a second post, he added that uh, the X logo could soon be unveiled if he finds an emblem suited to his taste. OK, well, so they've... then he put a black background with a white bird. Um, and then he offered up an image of a glimmering X, but he wouldn't say, um, if that was going to be the new fresh face of Twitter, what's the point? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you have any sense? Cause I, I do. sure don't, I, I, sir, I sure don't. Well, people, um, are, they had some jokes. Um, <laughs> just want to read some of the tweets. I'm just going to call them tweets. Um, Patrick says in Elon Musk's defense, unlike so many other large corporate CEOs, he didn't pay consultants millions of dollars to rebrand Twitter as X. He came up with this dumb idea himself for free. Yeah. <laughs> then this one is the most telling that I'm like, oh, okay, let's follow this little trail here. Elon has been obsessed with calling everything X, SpaceX, Model X. XAEA12, that's his kid, now called just X. Uh, ever since the rest of the PayPal owners told him it was stupid, it was a stupid name. He's going to erase a globally recognized, culturally impactful brand because he was told no 25 years ago. Oh, okay, so this is just some sort of like weird personal vendetta. Yeah. I mean, when you look at his brands, yeah. I mean, he's like, you're going to tell me no, that we shouldn't call pay. I don't know. I guess he was trying to call PayPal PayX or something. And so they're like, no, that's dumb. Um, oh, in 2000, here's another one from Paris Marks. In 2000, Elon Musk tried to re-bra- rebrand PayPal as X.com, but was forced out by the board and replaced as CEO by Peter Thiel. Now he's doing the same to Twitter but is surrounded by sycophants who can't tell him it's a bad idea. The thing that seems like bizarre to me, and the reason that I don't think a lot of people take this seriously, certainly the reason I don't, is that if you go to Twitter, first of all, it's still Twitter. So um, when I'm... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. On the actual website right now, I can tweet because that's what you do on Twitter. I go to the website, which is twitter.com. So, like, in, in terms of rebrand, I kind of just feel like this is an opportunity where you could have had everything ready to go before you do the rebrand. Mm-hmm. And you could have given people heads up, like, hey, we're going to do a re. This is what tells you this is a, like, Elon Musk had a brilliant idea at 12. Oh, cocaine. Oh. Well. I mean. Uh, he had a brilliant idea in the middle of the night and said, this is what we're doing. And I pay your salaries to make it happen. Because none of those other things were in place. Like, it's just haphazard. Although, I will say, like, even um, Linda uh, Linda Yaccarino, she's the CEO now of Twitter mm-hmm. because he stepped down and she's in his place. She actually released, like, a memo to staff over the weekend. Oh, okay. And I was looking through now? it and it just talks about, you know, it is literally happening and it's a thing and they're doing it. And I'm like, but again, like, you're doing it poorly. It talks about, like... With X, we will go even further to transform the global town square and impress the world all over again. Well, so far, you're not really impressing anyone, and everybody's just going, what? What? What are you doing? <laughs> like, there's nothing. You're not. Like, they haven't done. Other than an X that is at the upper left-hand corner of the website. Yeah. What's different? Yeah. I haven't looked at my app, though, to be fair. No, it, there, it hasn't changed yet. So it's still Twitter unless uh, it's it hasn't forced me to do an update. So yeah. maybe if I went to my. Yeah, no, I'm, it's not like store. it's not like there's a huge change. Yeah. Um, our company uniquely has the drive to make this possible. Many companies say they want to move fast, but we enjoy moving at the speed of light. Yeah. Like so much. So you're not even like telling anybody why you're doing it. And like this just sounds like she's explaining a way or making excuses it's, for some like slapdash haphazard last minute di- idea that that Elon had also I don't know like if if the rebrand doesn't include a mega restructuring of the company and the technology around Twitter mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to really change much because the biggest problems that Twitter has right now is not the name Twitter Mm-mm. no it's and- the fact that the site is buggy it's full of trash and trolls. Yeah. You know, the people we used to go to to listen to and pay attention to are not at the top. Like the algorithm is screwed. It is screwed. I'm seeing things that I've never seen before. Yeah. I used to, Twitter it's used just to not bother me. a lot of garbage tweets. And yeah. I, I just didn't, Twitter used to not bother me as much as other people because I just didn't subscribe to anything that would upset me. But now I'm getting all, I'm like, what is this? What is this? You know, weird stuff. Someone else pointed out. And I love this um, saying, make it happen, Elon, since you don't have a comms team or a DEI team, you'll never know. X is slang in Latin America for whatever or it's irrelevant <laughs> until it's too late. So according to The New York Times, somebody said the, co- or, uh, the company is projecting the X logo in the cafeteria and changed conference room names to ex- to words and phrases with the letter X in them. Those new names include exposure, exalt, sexy. Oh <laughs> it just my seems God, so juvenile. So, I mean, wouldn't you be looking for another job? 
Uh, at this point, uh, I don't think I would have had a job at Twitter. I would have been one of those people they axed long oh, ago. Because remember, right. they've gotten rid of most everyone at Twitter. That's right. Um, so. Well, we're, we will certainly continue to follow that story uh, wherever it ends up. And God only knows. But when we come back, we want to hear from you. Did you see Barbenheimer? Like, did you do the double feature this weekend? Do you have thoughts? 651-641-1071. And also, we'll check in with both Dawn and Mike on their thoughts from the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1, everything entertainment. Boy, what a big weekend for movies. Uh, we were so excited last week. We had two very opposite movies debuting at once, Barbie and Oppenheimer. And then we had the Barbieheimers or the Oppenarbies. Mm, who... Barbenheimer <laughs> or Oppenbarbie? Oppenbarbie. Oppenarbies? I would like to bop an Arby's. I mean, you don't know what to do with yourself after you see Oppenheimer. Go to Arby's. I I would like uh, Big Beef Montana right about now, but... Oh, really? Okay. You you don't want one of those? Um, No. Okay. That's... I'll tell you off the air what I call a Big Beef Montana. I know. Okay. Okay, now... Can we go back to Barbie and Oppenheimer? Barbie and Oppenheimer. 651-641-1071. If you saw the actual... If you did the double feature, because the, the, the movies in and of themselves are phenomena at this point, right? Because... Uh, Barbie, we already talked about at the beginning of the show, blew expectations way out of the water, as did, pun not intended, uh, Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. But there is also this cultural phenomenon of Barbenheimer, as you said so eloquently, that suggested people would go see both films back to back in theaters. A thing which most people, uh, I would say most of the time would not want to do, but it became a thing. So I just thought, well, it'd be interesting to see what that experience was actually like. That's right. And I know Mike did that experience as well. So let's hear from Mike first. Yeah, for sure. uh, You can call, but if he doesn't answer right away, it's because he's talking. Yeah. So how was your experience, Mike? Uh, It was fantastic. Now tell us, did you do the Oppenbarbie or the Uh, Barbenheimer? I did Barbenheimer. Okay. You saw Uh, Barbie, then Oppenheimer. One o'clock went to Barbie, and then at 6.30 was the... uh Start time for Oppenheimer. Oh, I like this. So you ha- you must have had an intermission. Yeah, had a little so. broke it up a little bit, which was nice. Got a uh, little something to eat. Yeah, couple of beers, a meal of food. Yeah, it was all good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Do you want to tell us what you thought of Barbie first? Yeah. Um, going into this, I would have been willing to bet anything that I was going to enjoy Oppenheimer far more than I would enjoy Barbie. Not saying I wouldn't enjoy Barbie. Yeah. I just I love Christopher Nolan. Love heady movies. Love to think. Love history. Love all those things. Yeah. Um, not the case. Oh. Wow, Barbie! I enjoyed more than Oppenheimer. Really, oh. and I think just overall. Now, again, it's hard to compare. You can't compare the two. Yeah. They're so different. You're, you're but allowed I mean, to have for, an opinion for what they are. It's kind of like when we do food porn. We're like, oh, in the category of Oreos. Well, in the category of movies like Barbie, and in the category of movies like uh, Oppenheimer, both incredible, both fantastic. I would have given Barbie like a. Nine nine point five and mm. Oppenheimer like eight point five nine. Interesting. That's how good I thought. Can they you were. tell me what you think it was about Barbie that made that exceeded your expectations? Because oh. I will say, not only am I fascinated that you had that experience, but also that you, as a, I mean, I think I can say, man, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> like because you're perhaps not the prime demo of the film, so I'm curious what for you uh, led you to to be. 
surprised. I loved what they did and how they did it. Like the messages that they conveyed in that show, in that movie, they did such a really good job of intertwining humor with it, but also hitting a lot of extremely important subjects that needed to be talked about and needed oh, to be brought God. up. And it made, and I said this earlier today, uh, it, there's no doubt that smaller, less secure men might have a big problem with this movie. Mm. Oh. And I will say that's, that's with, the, I mean, I, that's 100% fact. Like, I think there are certain people that would struggle with this movie. But if you are open-minded and can be empathetical of people and can understand different things, you don't need to have a direct Barbie tie to really get something of this movie. I had no yes. backstory when it came to Barbies. Thank I had you. nothing to do with Barbies. You have sisters? Nope. Ah. I didn't have cousins that had Barbies. I didn't have sisters that had Barbies. I played with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was about it. Yeah. But the movie does a really good job of connecting the feelings and emotions you had at that time with the character, with the Barbies themselves. And I think that was the biggest thing that really hit me hard. Mm-hmm. I really love that that sentiment. And I also think it's interesting that on this show, the two men have now seen Barbie <laughs> and the woman has not. So I do, I do look forward yeah. to hearing what you thought of it, Dawn, because I think... I could only echo what Mike said. I mean, I too sat in the audience with complete open, an open mind and not a, a horse in the race. Not saying that because you're a woman, you have to have one, but I think yeah. culturally you're yeah. more likely to have had a direct experience or relationship with Barbie in a way that um, men generally haven't. So, Unless you're blowing them up outside with firecrackers. <laughs> oh God. I was like, when you said blow, I didn't know oh. where we were going. Oh. And then now I do. <laughs> But, you know, like, but I think that it just makes me more curious to hear what your opinions are. Now, Dawn, I do know that you did see the Oppenheimer part of Barbie. Mike, I want to hear what your Oppenheimer experience was. Mm -hmm. But first, Dawn, why don't you share with us uh, what your Oppenheimer experience was like? Okay, well, I was supposed to see Barbie. And because I saw Oppenheimer, I didn't see Barbie. Because I could not. That night, I didn't go to sleep until 3 a.m., um, I had a lot of anxiety. Um, I've never experienced the type of emotion I had in any other movie before. Wait, are you saying after you saw Oppenheimer, you couldn't sleep and you were anxious? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we saw it early in the morning, 9, 15 a.m. Okay. Um, my boyfriend, uh, promptly after we got home at like 1230, took a nap. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't sleep. And I started to clean and organize and I would periodically start to cry again oh so what <laughs> so, made you cry all right well um i think that christopher nolan did this thing in the beginning which i will say if you go see this and you haven't yet look at the imdb and memorize people's faces and the character names that they play because he throws a lot at you it's like so many characters and these are the cuts that he makes um the editing is like he's editing within an inch of his life such quick cuts, all it moves. You know, like uh, the West Wing, Aaron Sorkin. Is mm-hmm. that, yeah. You know how quickly the West Wo- uh, Wing would move and you're walking and talking and it's going and going. Yeah. That is the beginning of Oppenheimer. And you don't, at first you're like, I was a little bit pissed off because I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I don't even, know. wait, okay. I got to remember that name and that. And then when it happened, the thing that happened, which you can probably guess but it's not at the time that you think it's something else. My, I, the way they used sound and what they did after they amped up the tension, 
made me physically start shaking in the theater and sob. Mm. Like I heard people behind me crying and I like was I couldn't I was like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because you're seeing it through Oppenheimer's eyes. And what they do is like I just couldn't believe that he was able to achieve that in film. That moment was so. You liked the film. It's safe to say I liked you, the you were film. Emotionally I moved. Did. By I was it. emotionally moved, but I was very disturbed. So then, after that happens, I was crying like every five minutes or so. Like it really was an emotional ride, and I can see now because we heard about this before with critics, and we heard like this is people are leaving the theater X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like they're leaving the theater really disturbed and like. It really impacted them, and now I know why. Yeah, like it, just the not just the story, but the combination of how they use, like the director of photography and the sound editing and the, you know, man. Now there are some things. Then he does the whole switcheroo at the end that he's very good with, which is showing you some things that he showed you earlier. Like you'll get an image and a snippet, and you're like, "What does that mean? What does that mean? Why is that there?" Why am I hearing that sound? And then he brings it all back at the end. And then he shows you things in reverse and conversations that happened before other ones that you're like, oh, oh, wait, if that happened before that, then this means that he's so good at that. It's like one of his talents. So, again, if you're just joining us, by the way, we're um, sharing thoughts and feelings about the big movie weekend that we had. I got to see Barbie on Thursday. Mike saw Barbenheimer, the combo platter. Over the weekend, and Dawn saw Oppenheimer. So, like in the you know grand scheme of movies, like where would you place it for you? Mm. I would say it reminded me of like seeing the movie Lincoln, which was really heady. Your brain's just like, oh. Um, I would say in the top ten oh, okay. movies wow. that I've seen. Yeah. All right, Mike, yeah. did you feel the same way about Oppenheimer? I'm actually liking it more the more Don's talking about it. Yeah. So can you just please continue to talk about it? <laughs> telling us, no, it is. Uh, it was. It was very, 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 very good. It's the again. The two of them are so different, and the pacing is so different, and the idea of telling a story in that form uh, in the Oppenheimer form as well uh, as the Barbie form is so different. But no, I really, really enjoyed Oppenheimer as well. I almost kind of came away thinking I. I know it was kind of a point of pride and they were talking about it's all practical effects. You know, there's no CGI involved given the subject matter. And I know what they did with it. And I get what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. it was unique or whatever, given the subject matter and what we've been conditioned to see for so long with CGI, I wouldn't have minded if there was another element of that personally. Oh, sure. I wouldn't have mind. I think it, for how epic we're talking about atomic bomb, like I, for as epic as it is, I think it wouldn't have hurt, but I get, yeah. Why he that was kind of a point of pride for him trying to figure out a way to do it practically. But it was yeah, it was very, very good. It was like the acting. Oh my god. Oh my just... gosh. It's outstanding. Everybody. Oh my I didn't even recognize some people at first. Yeah. Robert Downey and Jr. Robert my Downey goodness. Jr. I didn't know it was him for a while. I have to admit. Um I also would like to say that he did this special thing where it was like you had the story that was being told. You had the past and the present, and then you had the bomb itself. You have three things in this story, but then you have a fourth person in the story, and that is we are in the story. We are time travelers. 
we are viewing it and we know what happened. Mm -hmm. And so you are in it and you feel all of the emotion without them. Like they amp it up and you know the, you know what happened. Yeah. And so knowing that and watching it, you feel like you're there and that you're a time traveler and you want to go, but wait, but wait, because a lot of things are so celebrated. Yeah. That is interesting. I uh, look forward to seeing Oppenheimer and I imagine um well we could probably continue to just talk about the the movie uh both of them for the rest of the show but we sadly have to go no, to the next I'm segment see because our, our good friend mike has a game hopefully to play when we come back thank you so much for your reviews on both oppenheimer <coughs> and barbie as i now choke myself silly oh, no got, don't do that I, you've just moved me so. <laughs> I'm so sorry. no but um thank you again for those reviews and when yeah. we come back mike has a game to play. He's going to spin his roulette wheel. It's Game Show Roulette right here on My Talk. Lexus Podcast. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Alight. Head to wearealight.org today to learn about this amazing Twin Cities-based organization that spreads out across the globe to help folks who are displaced by war, conflict, and famine. And literally not a day goes by that you don't hear a story about people who've been forced to leave everything they have behind at a moment's notice, truly, um, and the stories each and of them, each and in and of themselves, are unique, meaningful, and important. In fact, I got to meet some listeners today who, uh, through their support, have been helping welcome families from Ukraine. You know that a light does that work here in Minnesota, welcoming families who've had to leave everything they have behind because of the war in Ukraine. Um, they also are welcoming families from Afghanistan. If you want to learn how you can support and help that work, head to wearelight.org today. And thank you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Not that you asked, but I really like this song. It's really, really getting to me. Every time I hear it, I'm like, I like it even more. You're listening to My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. And it is time to play Game Show Roulette. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Well, last week we introduced five new game shows to the rotation. They have all now been added to our roulette wheel. And uh, let's give that wheel a spin and find out what we're going to play today. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. Do you remember this one? Um, well. Sounds kind of generic. For, it does. It yeah. does sound generic. This is Canada's own Talk a boot. Oh yeah! Talk- oh, I love it's this north one. of the border. You guys love this one. It's time to talk about some things. Yeah. The game is talk about. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, uh, it is a fun classic game show ran in Canada for a couple of years. Uh, they each get a topic, and then they got twenty seconds to talk as much as they can about that topic. For every keyword, there are ten keywords for each of them. For every keyword they get, they get a point. In the first round, their opponent can steal some keywords from them if they leave any on the board by getting an extra ten seconds. And then in the final round, you'll each get your own individual chance to rack up as many points as you can before we determine a winner. Are you ready to go? Yeah! yeah. Let's talk about... Uh, I'll flip a coin to see who gets to pick first. I did it last uh, time. Coin is flipped. Somebody call it. Tails. It is tails. That means, Bradley, you can choose between uh, two different topics. Grammys, or you could talk about a haunted house. 
Grammys or Haunted House? Those I'm going to go with two. Haunted House, Bob. You're going to go with Haunted ah. House. Okay. Yeah. When you hear the timer, you talk all about a haunted house. Are you ready? Um, will you tell me again exactly how to play? No, I'm kidding. Okay, so I'm just trying to stall. All right. Your 20 seconds start right now. Okay, Haunted House is a place where ghosts uh, happen, scary uh, movies, and it's just scary and people get scared. It's also a, an amusement park attraction or something you do at Halloween. It's also where murderers and bats and vampires and witches and candy and stuff. Time, time, time. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, Dawn, you get to now try to name as many as you can in 10 seconds. Are you ready? With Haunted House? With Haunted House. Okay, in 10 to, seconds. Yep, go for it. Okay, this is where the dead live. It's where people um, get scared. It's where there's a graveyard and um, paranormal research, and um, it's All right. dilapidated. All right. All right. Okay, <laughs> we are going to uh, run through these answers. Uh, of course, Bradley started it, which means he got the full 20 seconds. Don had a chance to swoop in there and try to steal some away. Uh, Bradley, you got... uh you mentioned ghosts. Mm-hmm. There are ghosts in the haunted yep. house. Uh, also, bats. Yep. And at the very end, you went on a nice little run and knocked off vampires and witches. Oh, oh good! So four points. Wow, yes, that's great. Uh, Don. Yeah. Not a single point. Whoa. What? You did not get a single point. Uh, we did not uh, mention... Now, these are, I think, going for the more... Um, a kid uh, yeah, and kid-friendly. a kid-friendly and amusement park type. Uh, smoke is something that was missed. Oh. Screams, oh. blood, ah! candles, <laughs> okay. dark, yeah. and zombie. Okay. So those are some things you guys missed. But still four points for Bradley. Not a bad start. Dawn? Yes. That means you get to talk about the Grammys. Oh, I, okay, great. <laughs> okay. Are you uh, ready to do some talking yes. about the Grammys? Yes. All right. Well, when you hear that timer, go ahead. Uh, there are awards. This is about music. There are performers. It's a broadcast. Um, it is um, about fans and artists and musical instruments. There's singing. There's speeches. There's statuettes. There are. Um, there's um, a red carpet. There's. A- All right. Timer oh. is up. Bradley, you heard Don's answers. You've got ten seconds to rebuttal. Okay. Here's your opportunity to talk about Grammys. TV, they do songs, people sing, people dance, and people sit in the audience, and people do... All right, timer's up. All right. (laughs) Interesting. People eat snacks. Interesting. They get the bathroom. (laughs) Grammys, by the way, our topic here, as we talk about on this game show, Roulette. Uh, Dawn, it was your category. You were able to uh, get music which was on there. Mm-hmm. You got speeches mm-hmm. and you got awards. Oh, so you got three. Yeah. Out of all those things it. I said. Out of all those things you okay. said. Yes. No, I hate no. when that happens. Brad- like, I said 35 words. <laughs> Bradley did swoop in and say song. Oh, so I didn't got, say song. You did not say song. I said people sing You things. said music. Yeah. You said, yeah, I am. Uh, some things that were missed. Um, album, record, oh, mm. artists, yeah. oh, vote. All the actual awards. Beyonce, <laughs> and gramophone. I love that Beyonce got a shout out. Hell she's right. literally the most the, highest Grammy yeah. winner. Yeah, okay. she's one of the most Grammys of anybody. Beyonce got a shout out. And love gramophone it. there was the final one. So okay. with that. And that's not your grandmother's phone, Dawn. No, it isn't. So with that, that means, Dawn, you are going to get to choose for the final solo round. Okay. You are trailing by two points. It okay. is five to three. 
And, Don, you're going to get your full run, the full 20 seconds all by yourself, to either talk about hot dogs oh. or bathrooms. Oh. Would you like to talk about mm, hot dogs hand hand. or bathrooms? Nice. Okay, Don't. I'm going to do bathrooms. Uh, ask Joey Chestnut. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to do bathrooms. You're going to go with bathrooms. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs and bathrooms, you are going to go with bathroom. Are you ready, Dawn? Yes. Your bathroom talk can begin now. You brush your teeth in there. You get clean. You uh, There's a toilet. There's a bathtub. There's a shower. Um, you also usually tile floors. Um, a bathroom has a sink. It has running water. Um, it has um, a, a shower and a tub. And uh, a bathroom also has stalls. It has urinals and time, bidets. Time, time, oh. All right. So on this one, of course, we don't have the uh, rebuttal. You each just have 20 seconds on your solo topic. How would you feel like you did? Yeah, probably okay. probably better than the Grammys. You pretty yeah, you did pretty darn good. You actually got five out of ten. Okay. So you you got toothbrush, you got uh sink, tub, shower, and toilet. Okay. You missed mirror. Oh. Tissue, shampoo, makeup, and towels. Okay. Mm. I don't use any of those things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, you got five points. That means okay. you have an eight to five lead as we head into our final category. Bradley, you have to get Come on, hot dogs. just three to tie. Four will give you the victory. Okay. Are you ready yep. to talk about hot dogs? Here we go. Meat, wiener, weenie, buns, Joey Chestnut, you uh, do hot dog eating contests, you put chili on them, mustard on them, ketchup on them, maybe relish, Um, they're pork, sometimes they're beef, Uh, they are tubed meat products, you get them at Coney Island, they call them Franks or Frankfurters, and... um, All right, time, time, time. to write things down. Are we not supposed to do that? <laughs> that is a good point. I probably should have uh, oh, not given Well, you have to get the option. Did you write anything down over there, Don? Well, I didn't have a whole segment to write down because you don't have to rebuttal my last one, oh, is what I'm saying. This is true, yeah. So did yeah. you have a list written? Of course I did. Good good job. Yeah. And would you have written those, a list? I might have to think probably. about those rules here uh, next, <laughs> next time no, we do this. No, don't change the rules. It's well, dumb. I, I feel like maybe it'd just be an A or a B situation. You just get stuck with what you get stuck with. That way it won't give the opportunity yeah. to the other person to get as many as can. But Balls fair neither here nor relax. there. And I will just say, it was close. Um, dun, dun, dun. You missed Grill, Chicago, Onions, oh, Sausage, and yes. Nathan's. Chicago. Oh, Nathan's, of course. You missed those. But. But that does mean you got mustard and relish and buns and ketchup and contest. Bradley, you're the winner Yay! today. Yay! Congratulations. You knew what to talk about. About. Tasty. Tasty. No, okay, don't start too descriptive words about food. I love a good hot dog. Ten to eight is the final score. It was a good battle. That's so fun. I really like that one. (laughs) Talk about the good one. What? Nothing. Luckily, we both talked over it, I think. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I just talked about how I like hot dogs on a bun, dog. Okay, all right. Thank you so much for another wonderful game. Mike, thank you, by the way. Special uh, commendation for a week's worth of brand new games last week and if you guys missed any of those you can listen to the podcast but mike will be here to give us games each and every day at this time now dawn yeah what are we gonna do um we're gonna say thank you for listening and download the podcast up next Lori and julia
Yes, Lori and Julia are up next. I have no idea what they're going to talk about. But I imagine at some point they're probably going to talk about Barbenheimer. Do you think they saw the movie this weekend? I think they did see one. Yeah, just one of them? Probably. Which one do you think? Come on now. You think Barbie? (laughs) All right. Well, tune in to find out. And when uh, we return, it'll be tomorrow. Bye. Bye.